means when you hear that sound it means live from the high rollers dominoes room at the hard rock hotel and casino in area 51 welcome to another edition of sci-fi saturday night i am the dome joining us for tonight from the four color vault of comics in manchester new hampshire illustrator x and the dead redhead woohoo excelsior sci-fi surfs hi everyone <laughs> from the alston brighton hellmouth in boston kriana welcome I'm shaking in my stylish boots. And joining us from her crypt tonight, once again, our executive coordinating producer, Drew. Oh, my title gets longer and longer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, two guests with us tonight in our first half hour. Gifted artist and friend of the show, Sarah Richards, is with us. Hi, Sarah. Hey, how's it going? It's Woo! going awesome. It's yeah. a pleasure to have you with us. And in our second half hour is Mike from SheldonShirts.com for all things Big Bang Theory. Mike is going to be just kind of in and out listening and chiming in throughout the whole show. Mike, how are you? Greetings. Very well. Uh, excellent, excellent. Uh, for 327-2010, it's been an interesting couple of weeks in science fiction. We want to start off with uh, kind of a down note. Uh Tell me about it. Yes, we were all very No, just uh, bad news from the Four Color Vault of Comics. Today we learned that uh, comic book legend Dick Giordano passed away. Uh, For those of you who have ever read a comic book in the last 20 to 30 years, you will be very familiar with Dick's work. Um, He's especially well-known as being uh, partnered with Neil Adams on his Batman run and uh, helped co-create the new Teen Titans with um, with George Perez so all of you fans of the Titans cartoon from a year or two ago. That was, uh, that was Dick's work. I and love Teen Titans. But one, what a lot of people don't realize is he started out with Charlton Comics in the early 50s. Yes. And uh, worked with Steve Ditko at uh, Charlton and help, uh, help Dennis O'Neill and Jim Aparo as well. Hmm? Helped create the character, the Charlton characters who uh, the Watchmen were based on. Captain Adam. <laughs> yep. The Question and Blue Beetle. And then uh, in the late 80s, he helped found uh, the Vertigo comic line, which gave rise to things like Sandman and so forth. Hellraiser. So, yep. Even so, people who don't read a lot of comic books tend to read Sandman. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Or watch Teen Titans. Yes, yeah. totally. So. Yeah. 
Exactly. Boo. So tears. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you Gosh. are not giving the eulogy at my passing. I'm just, <laughs> I, uh, that's what you. This is think. not going to be minimalistfunerals.com. I'll be like, uh, I'll be like, Brian is dead. Bazinga! <laughs> and then you'll sit up. <laughs> I'll be dead. like, well, if that's all I get, forget it. I'm sticking around. <laughs> Actually, the the comment that was best was. Uh, Diane Nelson, president of DC Entertainment, who said uh, he's left a lasting legacy as a comic book artist and as a DC Comics executive. I joined the industry in recognizing his tremendous contribution to DC Comics and send my sympathies to his family and friends. It says it all. Yes. Yeah. It really, yeah, it really does. does. And, you uh, know, there, there are very few people, you know, uh, Siegel and Schuster. Um, Oh, they're long gone. I know, but who've had that kind of long-lasting effect all the way through. And you could still right. see their effect today. And oh, exactly. Dick Giordano certainly was one of them. Absolutely. <sighs> well, moving on to other things. To, uh, to lighten the load, uh, remember we reported a few weeks ago uh, that um, longtime listener... Um, what was it? What's Empress her name? Sith. Empress Sith. Empress Sith. Well, apparently she's doing much better, and it was oh. her birthday on Thursday. So if you're happy listening, happy birthday, my dear. Happy birthday to Long Live. Happy birthday. I'm really glad you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of pathetic, but most of whatever. We're trying to cheer ourselves up now, so oh, don't. Don't have a lot of, of sci-fi news to relate to that we've been putting off for the last few weeks. Yeah, we have. Um, Flash Forward returned last week. They had a two-hour reopen and a one-hour again this week. Uh, the good news is the shows have, uh, and the scripts have been, and the acting has been rather tight and rather good and, and rather surprising, and the numbers have sucked. Yeah, but do you, in your opinion, think it's good? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure I've it's really... better than Human Target. <laughs> Oh, well, that's not too difficult. <laughs> Virtually anything's better than the human target at this point. <laughs> oh, God, Chai McBride isn't on Flash Forward, is he? No. <laughs> That'll just be the death knell right there. Uh, no, it, it's, a, it's doing, it, it looks really good. Yeah. But the numbers are just not there, and it, well, it may not last out the rest of the year, which would be a shame, considering V comes back on Thursday, and I just want to really put a bullet in my head. Is <laughs> still on? How did uh, that happen? That's what we all said. Okay. Cancel so Blumhouse. So say we all. V? So say we all. Thank you. See, I gave you a great lead in there. Work with yes. me. Nice segue. Yes, your check is in the mail. Uh, Africa wrapped last night, and uh, I got to say, I mean, this is where we disagree. I think Caprica is a phenomenal series. It is, it draws me in. It's hooked me in a way that even Battle, the remake of Battlestar, didn't. I mean, I watched the whole run of Battlestar just because I was like, all right, this is not going to kill me. I'm going to get to the end of this series, but Caprica. I'm just I'm, I'm so fascinated by this show. I think it's fascinating, and I I I can't wait for more episodes. I have to disagree. One thing that Battlestar had that Caprica will never have 
What, a very hot doctor that's very vulnerable. <laughs> and that's a make or break in sci-fi for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why Deep, Deep Space Nine works so well for me. Oh, you poor, poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, Folks, and, please, we need your money to send her away. <laughs> and, 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 and Sends the man who watches Smallville. Yes. <laughs> I watch true. it to mock it. Oh, no. yeah, that's what they You know what? You secretly sit there and go, oh, Superboy. Give he me does, a break. He does. Oh. <laughs> Because I'm going to tell you, wait, wait, I am so glad, in that one. <laughs> I am so glad that Caprica is done for the season. Now, why? What is your argument against Caprica? Are you serious? Okay, silence. Oh, okay. we move on. Chuck. No, there's no silence. There's no continuity to it. It tends to make little or no sense. It is the insane ravings of a 15-year-old psychopath. Well, that's that's our listenership. <laughs> <laughs> Don't alienate the audience now. I have to disagree, Dome. I think that there is a, there is a story in there that it's just following different plot lines, much like they did with Battlestar. Battlestar would get that way every mm. once in a while. You had no idea where it was going, and yet mm. they were able to bring it. Most of the time, they were able to bring it together. But the best part about Battlestar was you could stop watching it for a while, jump in, and you could pretty much pick it up. I oh, just yeah. watched the, oh, I just watched the first episode. I watched my first episode, like twenty-minute segment of Caprica, and I didn't know what was going on, and it was confusing, and I hated it. Well, no, it's here's how you do it. With Battlestar, it was simple. You jump in at any point in the series. It's like, have they reached Earth yet? No. All right, next. <laughs> With this, it's like. Have the robots taken over and killed everyone yet? No. Shut All right. Off. But but they've but with this last episode, they've started to. <laughs> you know, you know, you've got this this real robot thing that that I'd be worried about if I were you. I really would be worried about this because, you know, Asimov created the robots. He created and they the three were hot. Robots. Agreed. What? Agreed. But. Are you I kidding? Know. You've never Wait, had a fantasy that, uh, about one of Asimov's robots because um, that got me through high school? <laughs> Just saying. I wouldn't go that far, but... but I'm look, first what, rule, it, baby. Are you telling me that there's anything hot came out of Isaac Asimov? Oh, are good you kidding? I love, I love I robots. I... robots are sexy. You, you never turned on by Susan Calvin, of all people? Please. Oh, oh it's like God. being turned on by Ayn Rand. It's like, like no, being turned not on by God's sake. All right, guys, we got two guests. We got to move it along. I'm okay, right. Hang on. Game. I just want to say oh. greetings, Deb Perro, the newest uh, registered user on our site who registered about two minutes ago. <laughs> greetings. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the show. We're always like this. That's right. That's all so Okay. Works. Chuck is doing really well, however. Shows good nice for them. Next. <laughs> 
Wow. Are Why there you... any robots? I Genre su- shows are doing well, and this is what we get? Oh, are you what? kidding? If there was a fembot of what's-her-name on Chuck, Sarah, <laughs> oh, baby, or even his sister, Ellie, she's hot. <laughs> are okay, you... so the new Doctor Who trailer's up, and he's not. Hate it. Um, it's no. a, yeah, but again, which trailer are you watching? Again, there's two trailers. The British, well, I saw the British one because I've been watching a lot of British TV lately. Terrible. Oh. Uh, you know, uh, you know what? what? We got to give him a chance. When Christopher Eccleston left, we were all like, oh my God, we're going to hate the next doctor. And then David Tennant came in and blew us all. The but at least David away. Tennant was like decent to look at. You know what, though? He's the David only Tennant doctor that's ever agree. been decent to look at. Do you they know some of the people old. who. I mean, considering some of the people who were in the running to be Doctor Who, Brian Blessed was going to be Doctor Who at one point. Whoa. Yeah, I, I mean. Think of that. So I, I think we gotta give Matt a chance. Yes, right. Doctor. You can know, I'm on can we side. just can we just leave this with this final note? A punk ass Doctor is not a good thing. No, but a Stephen Moffat script is, and he's the script editor for the whole ser- series now, right? He is yeah. the showrunner for this season, and yes. And he is fantastic. Oh. And he has to be on board with Matt Smith if. You know, he is the showrunner, so, you know, give him a chance. Hey. Give we him need, a chance. We need to move this along, guys. I'm sorry. And the to... funny thing is that in the same night that the new Doctor Who series, April 3rd, premieres in Great Britain, the new K-9 series produced by Disney Britain Disney. shows up two hours <laughs> before Disney XD Channel. Did we learn nothing from Euro Disney? Clearly, we did. Funny channel names in England. They're so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like all right. Moving along. Moving along. Can we just jump right to our? Can we jump to Joss Whedon news for just a minute? Oh, go ahead. Why not? Thank you, Doctor Horrible. Doctor Horrible Two is for real. What? It's actually going to happen. But it, will not be, for the win. but it will not be an online series. According to NPH, or as we know him, Neil Patrick Harris, it will in fact be a motion picture. Or the man in the fantastic suit. <laughs> Very nice. And if that's the fact, I can't wait. I'll tell you. You know, Dr. Horrible was just great fun. And it can't get canceled that way. That's right. True. That's true. So one way to make sure that uh, a Whedon project doesn't get canceled. I think it's actually his son's project, though, isn't it? His brother and his son are working with him on it. Well, I know his son was writing the comic book. Yeah. So that's Mm. that's kind of awesome. It's a family affair. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. I'm hoping for more songs to go audition with because my music director is sick of hearing with my freeze ray. (laughs) <laughs> but, but is it, what was it, the dead horse? Is the dead horse? Bad no, horse. Bad horse. Bad horse. Bad horse. Bad horse. He's a horse. Bad horse. Bad Remember at our Halloween party, I was accosted by one of our guests who was like, yes, the whole point of the series is that he's a very bad horse. A lot of his hand and go, okay, it's over. We got, we understand. <laughs> we have guests we want to get to. 
Oh, wait, I have one more thing before we get to our guests, our lovely, yes, lovely guests. So I posted a review of our former guest, David Niall Wilson's book, ah! or Furious, I hope I said that right, Wheel. And it, it was an awesome novel, I'd have to say. It's, he writes better than Dan Brown, just say. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Dan Brown, wow. it hurts. If you ever come on our show, you can debate me about that, I suppose. Um, but it, it's sort of like the Da Vinci Code without the sort of religious foofery. Oh, no, it's, it's got sort of historical puzzles, but not sort of related to the church. So it's not as like, I guess, offensive to the church. I don't know. They were so all like national treasure, but less. Yeah, boring. it's kind of cool because it's like super historical. And it's about this really obscure guy who named Johann Bessler, who um, is, is alleged to have made a perpetual motion machine. So... It's a pretty cool book, and if you go on to our website at SciFiSaturdayNight.com and read my review, you you can actually get a coupon for thirty percent off of any book at his store, Macabre Inc. Very cool. Wait so. a minute, that that wasn't about the segue, was it? That wasn't Dean Kane. Dean Kane. What are you talking about? That's that is a gyroscope, <laughs> not a perpetual motion machine. Honestly. Well, those new right. cars came out. They mm. were kind of cute if you saw them. Damn it, Jim. Okay. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. Well, okay. <laughs> well, folks, as you all know, we are the official podcast of the Boston Comic Con. And over the last few months, we've been interviewing a lot of folks who are going to be at the show. And tonight, we, we are... have one of them. We do indeed. And, she's and silence good. fell over the podcast. <laughs> and she's super cool. She's super oh, hey, cool. She's an amazing talent, <laughs> and uh, I can't wait to see a graphic novel that I know is in her. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the amazing Sarah Richard. Yay! Hi, <laughs> Hi Sarah. Thank you applause. Hey. Now, I don't know how many times we have to say this, but Kriana and I have known Sarah for years. <laughs> Years and years, uh-huh. and years and years and years and well, somewhere hanging around the house are some sketches you did a long time ago you've got them don't oh. you i do oh, no. i do i i have i have a dragon with hair over one eye you either get that one or you don't um and the emo dragon sketch no you don't get it sarah, sarah knows what i'm talking about anyway it's in a hermetically sealed chamber hermetically sealed now we're saving these until uh, you become famous, and then we're going to become rich. <laughs> well, like I said the other week, is I'm saving it until she makes it big, and I can sell it for millions, so I can keep it. Oh, you guys! <laughs> so anyhow, if you no, go to Boston, the emo dragon. <laughs> <laughs> so when you go to Boston Comic Con, you're going to see Sarah Richard, and you're going to stop, and you're going to just kind of be. Your, your jaw will hit the floor, and when you yes. pick it up, you can buy one of her prints. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I have a new banner now, so you won't be able to miss me. It'll be great. I don't know how anybody could miss you. Oh, uh, <laughs> smile. Well, I do have this crazy green leg I was thinking about wearing, but I think I might <laughs> oh, go it. for it. Maybe I will. Maybe it won't be a wig. I don't know. You could I win the costume contest. Sarah. <laughs> 
Sarah, for those uh, for those listeners who are not familiar with your work, when they're going to the Boston Comic Con, why should they stop at your booth? Let's see. Um, well, I have been developing kind of a different style, and I just kind of you know have been putting maybe a different visual spin on some uh, characters. Um, a lot of comic characters, uh, mostly Marvel, because I'm kind of biased, I guess. But uh, also, just you know, um, I like to talk to people. So if you want to hang out and talk about comics, it's gonna be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So and what do you have? Prince and sketchbooks. Oh, some sketchbooks. I was gonna say, what do you have available at this oh, con? Oh, yeah. Um, I will, yeah, the sketchbooks, I'm, I, they're coming in the mail, so they will be there, but like they're going to be super brand new, going to be my first sketchbook, it's mostly just, um, all my completed work up until now, it's going to be full color, it's good, and, uh, and yeah. how much will those be? Um, I want to say $15, I got to kind of see how it goes, it's my first sketchbook, so I'm kind of going to test the waters with it, and, um, I don't know, perhaps the free prints thrown in may have. Oh, my goodness. I need six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. I mean, Sarah, I mean, I mean, unlike Dome and Kriana, I did not grow up with you. I, I barely know you, but I am blown away by your artwork. It, it, it is very reminiscent to me of uh, Bill Sienkiewicz and Dave McKeon. Um, and that, that wonderful style that, that exploded out of the 1980s scene, except that it's very colorful and festive. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> As opposed right. to a lot of that art from the 80s that made you want to go hang yourself after you read it, where you know, I'm just, I, I see your stuff and I'm like, wow, what a great Deadpool drawing. I hate the character Deadpool, but I want to own this drawing. I mean, you've, you've, you've just got this this your characters just seem very alive and fluid, and I, I just love it. What are your influences? Oh, um, yeah, well, thank you. Um, yeah, my influences <laughs> definitely are Art Nouveau. Um, a lot of the line work um, seems like it was used mostly in banners, or not banners, the borders, and a lot of the, you know, like the plants and everything. So I kind of took that and just made something out of it instead of having it just as a decorative kind of thing. But the organic lines, um, I'm such an art school kid. Like, every art kid loves Art Nouveau, so it's like I kind of got back with that. Um, yeah, um, Art Nouveau, uh, Japanese ink painting as well. Um, just oh, yeah. Composition, simplicity in them. Um, and that's actually how I find my name. It's uh, Sarah in Katakana, which is the uh, Japanese alphabet for foreign words and names. Um, but uh, it's just yeah, and I really like the composition and kind of tried to put those two together and it's been working on, you know, kind of solidifying everything and uh, we'll see where it goes. I'm kind of excited, so. Excellent. Well, see, now yeah. you've got an objective opinion. We don't just love you because we know you really well. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, I understand you, you do design work as well for, was it Hasbro? Um, I'm actually not a designer, I'm a sculptor. It's a sculptor, of, yeah. I'm sorry. Yep, yeah, um, I sculpt for Hasbro right now. I'm going to be leaving um, in actually a week to start freelancing again. Um, so, but uh, yeah, I'll still be doing a lot, of, a lot of work for them. 
but uh, just working from home, so it's really fun. Excellent. Yeah, so my Star Wars um, DI Guild, uh, I'm going to start doing little stuff, so that's really interesting. Um, so, Sarah, what is the stuff that you're doing for uh, Superhero Squad toy line? Um, I haven't done one in a while, but the ones that I did last year um, have just come out. And, you know, I just did a character or two. I've done the Reptile um, and the Thor. There's a new Thor that came out. And, yeah, I did, I did those guys. So. Pretty cute. See- <laughs> yeah, they are cute. They're they're actually really cute, to be honest with you. But I think the coolest part is that you know you're working in multiple mediums. Yeah, yeah I, I've always um, loved doing cutie work. I've painted my entire life. Um, high school, was, I started doing a lot of sculpting. Took a break, um, thinking I want to do more video and traditional animation. And then uh, when I went to uh, Columbus College of Art and Design, uh, I took a 3D illustration class, and that kind of sparked the whole sculpting thing again, and really got me back into it, and I was like, oh yeah, I could do this, I kind of forgot about that, so <laughs> kind of kept going, you know, doing different um, mediums and sculpting, um, Vaseline wax, uh, sculpting, not so much anymore, but uh, <laughs> yeah, sculpting is like the full station one, wax is kind of like the full three, I guess. So you kind of don't go back to it so much. <laughs> so. Now let me ask, um, Sarah, when when you're at the show, uh, the Boston Comic Con in April, uh, what are your rate? Like, if someone wanted to come up and say, like, "Hey, can you just do a, a sketch for me?" What would you be charging for something like that? Um, I'm thinking. Let's see. Uh, sketch cards. I usually use um, probably fifteen, um, half like a like maybe a buck of a character, probably 30 in a full body, um, probably 60. They just take me a little while to do. Um, it's kind of a process to get the lines going right. Otherwise, it gets rushed. I have a huge anxiety attack, and it doesn't feel very good. I mean, that's the prices I have right now. I'm going to, you know, as I do more conventions, I'm definitely going to see where it goes. I'm still kind of relatively new. Okay. Yeah, well, at some point I'm going to hit you up for another uh, Harley Quinn. Nice. At some point, I'm going to hit you up and ask you to trade drawings for knitwear. Definitely. I am always willing to line stuff up. It'll be great. Awesome. I, I do want to point out that Sarah was kind enough to contribute to a jam piece we uh, had her do at the last Granite State Comic Con, and we're going to be auctioning that off uh, shortly as part of our fundraiser to help uh, Spider Robinson's wife, Jean, with her battle against cancer. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we definitely you know, wanted to thank you very much for that, Sarah. Oh, it was my pleasure. It, you know, it, and we, it's a great cause. So thank you for letting me be a part of it. Absolutely. Well, we're also we're, we're also doing one for uh, the Boston Comic Con, and that's actually going to have a theme of uh, the Callahan Saloon from the Spider Robinson novels. If you're familiar with those, if you'd like to contribute to that, you're more than welcome to as well. Definitely. Uh, oh, excellent. Thank you. Uh, and we have action shots that should be on the website soon. We do indeed. Of Sarah all the in action someday. someday. <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah. Can we speak to our uh, webmistress, please, at some point? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> hey, Sarah, who are you looking forward to seeing at the show? Um, uh, I have to say definitely Scotty Young. He's a huge influence. Oh, yeah. Um, he got me his illustration on Deadpool versus the Marvel Universe on the cover. I saw that at Newberry Comics, and I picked it up, and that comic got me back into comics. So Really? Kind of a, yeah, I saw it. Uh, Deadpool became my instant favorite. I think he's oh. If he's written right, if he's written right, he's, he's the best. But he tends to get kind of um, screwed over if he, uh, he doesn't have a good writer. Um, I'm going to stop there. But, um, nice. But, uh, We're yeah, not naming so. names. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I have to say I'm going to have to, you know, keep from geeking out too much. <laughs> Why? You've never met him before? Uh, no, I, I geeked out in front of Adam Hughes during the con, and it felt kind of weird after. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I love your stuff. Uh, yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Well, all you have to do is wear a Sci-Fi Saturday Night T-shirt when you meet him, and I'm sure he'll be so impressed. Yeah, yeah awesome. I think you're right. Maybe the hat and the button too, like that might help. Yeah, everything. Nice hand knit scarf with a brain on it. Yes, yes. All right, knitting chart for brain in a jar coming right up. Here we go. Oh, sweet. Nice. So the good news for all our listeners is you can see Sarah at Boston Comic Con. On April 12th? April, April 10th and 11th. 10th and 11th? Why am I going 11 and 12? Because know. the 12th you'll be reminiscing about having met Sarah Richard at the Boston Comic Con. <laughs> yes. And if you, if you don't make it to Boston, you can see her in Manchester, New Hampshire on May 23rd at Granite Con in Manchester. Yeah, and on my website, if you go to sarahrichard.com, I have a whole list of upcoming appearances appearances as well so yeah should be uh should be a lot of fun i'll be a busy month in april so. <laughs> oh. sarah as always it is a pleasure to have you with us it's always a pleasure to hear how well you're doing and you. we just you know you, there's not a person on the staff and crew here who is not a huge fan of yours Oh, my God. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, you know, as always, you know, always feel free to uh, let us know with any new projects you have. We'll be more than happy to have you back on. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Oh, Definitely. Sure. Which brings us to the halfway point of the show, which means, yes. Sure. It's trivia time. Oh, it's, of course, it's trivia time. And tonight's trivia question, you can win Sarah Richards' Rocketeer print. To see that print, uh, it'll be up, I'll post it on our website. When the trivia question goes up, which is, in the continuing adventures of the Howard Foundation books by Robert Heinlein, what is the name of the cat who walks through walls? Oh, oh, I know. The answer shut, shut. is you were no. supposed to do an. You were so, the answer is you were supposed to do a question about the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, no, and, and no, you no, know what? Fine. 
why didn't, why didn't we do that, X? Because you were so busy geeking out about other things that we never got around to writing that question, did we? You know what I have to say? Gentlemen, at our next, our next show, Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> Two hosts, Two hosts enter. enter. One, One host, host please. please. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the trivia question has been published. Bazinga. So again, what was that trivia question again for those fo- fans who are so shocked the that it was a high question? The question was, in the continuing adventures of the Howard Foundation, and if you don't know what that is, shame, what is the name of the cat who walks through walls? This is a freaking easy one, guys. For serious. For serious. For serial. And Seriously, if cereal. you're listening right now and you don't know the answer to this question, you might want to rethink your Saturday night. And you might want to start reading every Robert Heinlein book you can ever find. Or learn how to use Google. (laughs) (laughs) Damn Skippy. (laughs) Which brings us to part two. Our guest for the second half of tonight's show is is, is a geek. No. But we say this in the nicest way possible. Because we are geeks as well. And I stumbled across this web sh- website uh, a couple months back and just kind of went, holy crap, this is so cool. From the website, Sheldon'sShirts.com, Mike, welcome to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. It all started with a big bang. Good evening. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. Hey, you're very welcome. And I don't take geek as an insult at all. I'm proud of it (laughs) as do we that's what we like to hear i gotta tell you you know i started watching big bang theory we all did and for those of us who work with people like this know people like this (laughs) or in some cases are people like this (laughs) hi uh boy did it strike a chord you know it was the kind of thing where you, you could sit there in any given episode of Big Bang Theory and just kind of go, oh, shit, I've been there. Or, oh, shit, I've seen that. Or, or oh, I own that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time machine prop, where can I get one? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I'll go in with you. Yeah. <laughs> but whose house will you keep it at? Mine. It'll have to go from house to house. That's house. the way. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then we stumbled my, across this website yeah just kind of every freaking thing that we could have thought of that we wanted from that show is on this site yeah all the shirts all the belt buckles all the cool little tchotchke stuff ah oh, and it is just you sit there and you go oh man if i only you know hit the lottery I'd be a happy guy right now because I could, like, have all this stuff. Yeah. Mike, what gave you the idea to, to set up the site? No, we were, uh, we originally started watching the show and, uh, like, I loved. And my wife was like, hmm, yeah, it's, it's okay. Uh-huh. But then she uh-huh. started getting into it a lot 
in the second and third episode, and I said, you know, these T-shirts these guys are wearing, I would kill to have these T-shirts. And I said, <laughs> everybody I know, every nerd, every engineer, every scientist, they would love these T-shirts. So about halfway through the first season, my wife was, well, I'll just give it a try. And she, she spent about two days, and she set up the website, and she searched for the uh, T-shirts, and found a bunch of them that they had worn. She put them up on the site and with affiliate links. And we waited, and all of a sudden, they start selling. And they start really taking off. Unbelievable. Now, you don't get any... You are not affiliated with Big Bang Theory at all, correct? No. Uh, as a matter of fact, we've had... A uh, few contacts with their like legal people, which uh, basically um, they asked us not to post pictures. We, as you notice on the site, we post pictures of the T-shirts that Sheldon and Leonard are wearing, but they asked us not to uh, include their faces on the uh, pictures because, you know, basically the actors own their own faces. So. Oh, Since well. when? Oh. <laughs> well, this, this is what they claim. That so, wasn't in my contract. Yeah. So we decided just to take the path of least resistance, so we cropped the picture so you see just the shirt. But uh, they have indicated a, kind of indirectly a few times they seem to be fairly happy with, you know, these things going on that kind of promote uh, fans and the show. So you'd be dumb uh, not to be. Right. Yeah, you'd, you'd think it's a little funny sometimes. <laughs> no, I, I I really know what you're talking about, and I think that a lot of these you know media companies just really shoot themselves in their own butts with the way that they treat sites like yours. I think the phrase is, shoots you in the foot. uh, Yeah, but but it's even more inept than that. (laughs) They, like, actually shoot themselves in their own butts. Like, you really have to try. Um, With the way they treat sites like yours, and it's just really good to hear of a show, you know, giving you the credit and at least some of the respect that you deserve. Well, uh, we're pretty happy. They're they're, um, pretty hands-off, which is not been the experience we've had in other situations. So um, we're pretty pleased. They And they, we know the actors are aware of the site because um, the year after the show, there was a panel at Comic-Con with all the actors, and the, uh, the um, MC was Adam Savage. And he started off the panel with a question about Shelton shirts and whether the actor Jim Parsons is getting any uh, money from the site. <laughs> he, nice, he, said nice. he, he indicated that he knew of the site, but no, he's not getting anything from it. So, oh my. Well, at least you guys are giving credit to the show as opposed to, I think, um, Chuck, um, the, the producer there. Chuck Lore. Mm-hmm. Chuck Laurie uh, talking about that sh- that uh, ripoff show from another country where they basically stole everything but just call it by a different name. Oh yeah, we've heard we've seen a couple of references to it. Yeah, yeah. but the funny thing is um, when we launched the site, we figured you know we most of our business the hits would come from the U.S. But about towards the end of the first season, 
we suddenly noticed that a lot of our hits are coming from overseas, and we started tracing them back, and it's like uh, links from Brazil and uh, Hungary and things like this. And what we did was we ran the uh, sites through Babelfish to figure out why we were getting links from them, and it turned out that apparently all around the world people are torrenting Big Bang Theory. <laughs> and... Uh, they love it so much, they go and find the T-shirts. That's, That's so funny. Hilarious. I already have a list of your site of what I want. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes, uh, fortunately, I married into a family of nerds. My side of the family is all like hunting and fishing and uh, uh, NASCAR. And all those things we don't know how to do. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, my wife's side is all nerds. So um, it makes great... Uh, uh, crazy come Christmas or birthdays. Uh, let's just pick something off the site and send it to them. Nice. <laughs> you know what? We can also send them now. You could send them a Sci Fi Saturday Night t shirt. Just saying. Yep, yeah, that is a possibility. We'll see who's. <laughs> Only who's we could get the Big Bang Theory guys on the. Have yeah, show. no kidding, huh? I know. Now, Mike, I know I had asked you earlier, but just so other folks can hear, I had asked you about the Doppler effect outfit that Sheldon had worn for Halloween, and you talked to me about that. Yeah, we, uh, we have gotten lots of requests for it, and we tried to track it down, and we could not find it anywhere. So we're assuming at this point that it was made custom for the, that one episode, but <laughs> we desperately love to find somebody who markets it because there are a lot of people who like to have it. And, and, you know, part of what makes, you know, the Big Bang Theory so awesome is they like the stuff that we like. I noticed that a ton of their shirts come from where? Thinkgeek.com. Yes. yes. They just Absolutely. like the stuff that we like. They read the stuff that we read. They're hysterical, like we're hysterical, right, everybody? Bazinga. Yeah. <laughs> Bazinga. Well, well, Mike, I guess the obvious question then is, which of these shirts do you own? Uh, what I own is Manbot, which is one of my favorites. Uh, a couple of the Flash shirts, since, uh, you know, the Flash is cool. <laughs> and, and, uh, um, and Robot Evolution, uh, uh, another big favorite. Actually, my very favorite thing that we've got on the site that uh, my wife, Mary, swore up and down would never sell was I told her to put up one of the um, flip fold, laundry folding thing. No way. Sheldon, yes. No way. That Sheldon, Sheldon uses it to fold his laundry in one episode. I said, put that up. We'll sell those. And she's like, there is no way this is going to work. And I said, Go ahead and do it. She puts it up. We haven't sold a lot, but we have sold some. <laughs> I said, so I funny. like that so much, I want it myself. So she got me for my birthday. All right, guys, we have to get one of these to give away on the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'd be, we'd be happy to contribute one for you guys to give away. Cut oh, it out. Really? Excellent. Awesome. Fantastic. We'd be happy to. Thank you. What I love are the belt buckles, the uh, the Wallowitz belt buckle. <laughs> Howard's belt buckles. Are yeah, we added those because I said, you know, they're just so unique. Uh, the Nintendo controller buckle is my absolute favorite. <laughs> yeah. 
I, we kind of added them, but I thought, you know, there's just not that many people out there with Wolowitz's kind of style. style. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, complete obliviousness to oh. how things look. Uh, I don't think we sell a whole lot, but it's kind of fun having them. Oh, yeah. Are you yeah, kidding? they're worth it to just have. Every, every episode. Yeah. That's now, what, what, if, what about that shirt that Raj had that was um, had little theme songs coming out That's of it? That's from Think Geek. Yeah. Ah. That's, That's a personal, uh, <laughs> what do they call it, the personal theme song? The personal soundtrack shirt. Personal soundtrack Geek. shirt. Yeah, uh, we actually watched, I think we were on the road, so we didn't get a chance to watch the episode when it uh, aired, and we watched it like a week or two later. And, like, uh, Raj comes out with the shirt on, yeah, in the comic book store, and Mary says, that's a real shirt. I said, no. She, just, <laughs> she says, yes, don't ask me how I know this, but that is a real shirt, and she had it up on the site the next day, and that may be my next birthday present. <laughs> we actually saw someone wearing that at Granite Con Nashua. That's right, we did. You're absolutely and right. And I said, oh, personal soundtrack shirt, and she was like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, what I really want is the tridimensional chess set. Mm. I, I actually wanted one of those when I was like 13 and watching Star Trek for the, the first, first time. Yeah, the first time you saw it on Star Trek, it was cool. Sorry. Yeah. It's still cool. Yeah. I really want a TV Color Bars t-shirt that Sheldon That's had. my favorite, too. Yeah. That's that's pretty popular. The uh item I would most want to have that I'm not allowed to have is the periodic table uh shower. shower, shower. Oh, shower. <laughs> yeah. There my wife has drawn a line in the sand said this far and no further. We are not putting that in the house. Oh, <laughs> I put it up. Oh. I put it up. Oh come on. Now you operate um this under a uh, blanket company of, uh, was it Mouse Savers? Yes. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that. How do you make money through that? Uh, what that is, is uh, uh, a little history of what the site is. Your choice. It's your, it's your pitch. You're okay. selling to the world. <laughs> okay. Many years ago, which oh, wasn't no. that many years ago. <laughs> uh, ago. Well, that's yeah, all we have time far, for tonight. Okay. <laughs> We, my wife and I went to uh, King, uh, to uh, Disney World for a trip, our first, and we were like, God, this is actually pretty cool. But when we got back, she did some research, and she found out, you know, we could have saved a lot of money if we'd known about these deals on the tickets and the hotels and stuff like that. So she put together a site on how to save money at Disney, and uh -huh. this started in, like, 2001, and now it's like the biggest site in the world for uh, saving money to go to Disneyland, Disney World, Euro Disney, Disney Hong Kong, Tokyo Disney. And uh, it's just been a truly uh, spectacular success. And so the Sheldon shirt is kind of our fun thing to do. Um, the Mouse Savers is the real business business. So uh, the whole concept there is just uh, to enable people to, you know, go take a vacation at Disney and save money by, while you're doing it. Cool. That's excellent. Good for you. 
For people who get so, to take vacations, awesome. Some of us are scientists. <laughs> scientists don't get to take vacations? Are you kidding me? The guys on the show got to go to the North oh, Pole. Let me, let me, let me correct well, that's Biologists <laughs> don't get vacations. Yes. Now, wait a minute. Aren't you a scientist? There is a rumor uh, going around. Me? Yes. Uh, metallurgist. And that's an engineer. And as my wife reminds me all the time, that puts me in the category of the Oompa Loompas of science. <laughs> oh. Which, which are just needed to make the chocolate factory work. Yes, okay. yes. Do you have a song? No, <laughs> Do you want one? <laughs> no, that's why I'm getting the personal theme shirt. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, so, Mike, what do, you, what do you think of Evil Will Wheaton? I adore him. I'm really looking forward to seeing him back on uh, this season. I, th- I think it's this season, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, uh, I'm really looking forward again to the episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, oh, he's just so funny. He's just so deadpan. And... <laughs> With his little uh, beard, it's just so funny. Yes, the, we really enjoyed the whole, bring me Will Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> Insulting Sheldon's Meemaw How dare he God uh, So I guess normally we'd ask our guests Like what's next for the site But you're not really sure because you're dependent on the shows Right? Yeah but fortunately sure. their um, Their ratings are really good So I think they're going to yeah. be around For a while And uh, we hope that the uh, their wardrobe people continue to come up with interesting shirts and other products like tattoo sleeves and stuff. <laughs> oh. They're fantastic. They have to have like a department just for finding these things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, actually, with the last uh, episode they did, are you going to have a subcategory of uh, Sheldonsuits.com? <laughs> oh, good Lord. Those were funny. Yeah, I'm not sure which I liked better, the uh, white tails or the plaid suit. Oh, I think I, I'm, the I'm black and white plaid one was definitely the best. Yeah, my wife is convinced that was a custom suit, that you can't actually buy something like oh, that. I think you can. Have yeah? you ever seen Todd Oldham's clothing? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be surprised what you can buy. In some of the latest uh, glamours, they've had some of the Todd Oldham wear, and I know that X has looked at it and said, I would never wear that. So, <laughs> Yes. I am also the fashion consultant of uh, Sci-Fi Saturday Night. <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> Since when? <laughs> yeah, now, who Mike... died and made you that? <laughs> Mike, do you have a favorite episode of the show? Uh, let's see, probably a couple, three, uh, I particularly, <laughs> I particularly liked the episode where, uh, Penny and, uh, Sheldon got into the battle royale and they were yes. upping the ante each time and, until finally Leonard gave her Sheldon's mom's phone number. Yes. To, <laughs> uh, yes. Stuff going out the window. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, it, it was actually fun seeing handing up to Sheldon and uh, battling it out. Okay, uh, quick round robin from everybody. Favorite uh, favorite episode, favorite moment from the show. Kriana, got one? Ball pit bazingas. <laughs> <laughs> we How never know that, Kriana. <laughs> How could I not? That was just hilarious. Kriana, you like the show? <laughs> Are you kidding? It's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> I didn't even know you watched it. It's oh. almost as sexy as Asimov's robots. Whoa! Wow! <laughs> you know, if ever a phrase needed to be put on a T-shirt, <laughs> Sheldon, uh, if you're available, I'll give you my phone number. I will go straight for you. We actually saw that actor on Letterman, and we decided that he's really just playing himself on the show. That I really so like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. Drew, you got a favorite moment? Uh, mine would have to be Physicist Gone Wild when Sheldon's trying to make some Leonard's head explode with the power of his thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> because I've done that in life. And oh. Dead gonna give head. me an aneurysm, but it's You'll worth become it. scanners? It's worth it. <laughs> there you go. I, don't, I really like the line that they had last week with, I'm the William Shatner of of uh, oh theoretical God. physicists. Yes. <laughs> that was a great line. <laughs> it really was. It really was. Mm. What do you say, X? What do you got? Uh, for me, it's any time they're in the comic store because it is so dead on. <laughs> yes, Just going through the bins. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. And then when they pulled up that issue, I'm like, I know exactly which issue that is. Uh, <laughs> yes, that is a rare one. I'd love to have it. That's the alternate Neil Adams cover. That is so sad. Everything they <laughs> well, were talking about. Like you don't about. do that in Double Midnight. Hey, oh, of course I do, but that's not just the beautiful. Uh, and you know that whole episode. In fact, that was got to be my favorite episode—the one where uh, the comic store owner was dating Penny because they got into that whole discussion about. They were talking about obscure things like Zero Hour, which unless you are a true comics fan, you've never even heard of it. And I'm like, I can't believe they're talking about things that maybe 300 people in the world, myself included, (laughs) know about, which is why I can't remember my CPR classes anymore. (laughs) It just tells me, it's like, okay, these are not just... Oh, we'll make some comic book reference. It's like, okay, they're fans. They get it. But but even if you're not the one true fan to rule them all, it's still really entertaining. Yeah. And that's why their Absolutely. ratings are so good. And they really encompass the female walking into the comic book store. They really do. Drew oh, and yeah. I have experience with this. Yeah, we, you know, so. it's creepy on some because they follow me around and I don't know what to do. <laughs> But as soon as you turn around, they, like, scatter. Yeah, yeah, or, or they're, like, looking at something else, and they, and they look away really fast. Oh, look at that. Oh. Yeah. Look at this uh, uh, book thing. Yeah. I walked into an unnamed comic, stop, short, comic shop. I can speak, too. It's, it's one of my <laughs> languages. Uh, a, an unnamed comic store in the Manchester vicinity once, and literally stopped the whole store dead because a female had walked into the store. Actually, I don't think that store is there anymore, seriously. A female but... with great boobs. 
Why do they? I wasn't sure they ever saw anything like that before. <laughs> Except on a uh, uh, an image title. Only but... in the catalog. <laughs> exactly in the catalogs. Mm. I, I can recall going into uh, a store with Kriana uh, during a gaming tournament and watching an entire gaming tournament stop dead. I was, I was there, Whoa. and I was scared, and I turned to someone named Quincy, and I went, too much testosterone, and he went, no, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, they must have been playing Yu-Gi-Oh, oh. that's all I have to say. Oh. Uh. Actually, I saw them playing Hero Clicks, and I didn't know that was a game. That's a game. <laughs> game. God. And they, like, turned something at the bottom of it, and I was like... I think that's the clicky part. Yes. I is. thought they just looked pretty. Mike, you, would, Mike you had said that uh, you, <laughs> the Flash is cool earlier. <laughs> you a comic book fan? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh... Actually, just getting uh, getting into the classics, I've been buying up a bunch of the uh, compilations of the old classic comics because uh, we were out of the country when I was a child, and I didn't get that whole opportunity to grow up with comic books. So, <gasps> oh my God, we feel yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was traumatic, traumatic. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> so you mean the masterworks, Mike? Yeah, yeah, yep. and uh, you know because. Um, um, have been buying, you know, a lot of the uh, stuff that's been coming out in the last 10 years or stuff. But uh, I really don't know, like, origin stories for Flash or the Green Lantern or Iron Man and that type of thing. So I've been buying up those to learn them. That sound you heard was the internet jamming with all of our listeners dying to tell you those stories in great <laughs> yeah, detail. Yes. <laughs> yes, well, like I said, I've married into a family of nerds, and they know all of them. And so uh, they're eager to tell me all the backgrounds and everything. So far, the one I've enjoyed the, the most is probably The Flash. Oh, yeah. Iron Man maybe number two, but so far they haven't had an Iron Man t-shirt on the uh show yet well i kind of think you know that they're somewhat dc-centric with their stuff yeah yeah Yeah. well to some degree and also the fact that a lot of the marvel stuff is uh also out in movies and television right now which makes it a little difficult to to do some intentional or unintentional cross promotion Mm. well i suspect uh with uh disney now owning marvel are treading pretty lightly around those intellectual properties. Kind of have to. Yeah. Hey, Mike, it has been a pleasure. This is this is fun because it's geek fun. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of fun. That's yeah. hard to waking up. Is Folgers and geek fun? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, to see uh, what what the hell it is we're actually talking about. The website is sheldonshirts.com. You'll be able to see the link on our website. And on, on our Facebook podcast, fan page. And on our Facebook fan page, Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Uh, Mike, thank you so much. And uh, thank you for inviting pleasure. me. And we look forward to being able to fold our shirts with the new shirt folder that you'll be sending <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, We're all going to have to try it out. I yeah. guess so. <laughs> 
All right, thanks well, to Mike from SheldonShirts.com. And hey, Mike, if you're ever in the New England area for a con or anything, definitely let us know. We'd love to talk to you, say hi, see you at our table. Oh, oh okay. Uh, so for all things Big Bang Theory, uh, SheldonShirts.com. And also want to thank our friend and artist, the beautiful and wonderfully talented Sarah Richard, who will be at Boston Comic Con. And again, at uh, Granite Con in May. Next, it's time for the obligatory obligatories. Here, here. It's the coming up calendar, folks. Next week, uh, our special guest will be author Robin Sloan. Uh, the week following that, ladies and gentlemen, it'll be the Boston Comic Con special. Yay! From the show itself, on April 17th, we will have the return of. Uh, of listener favorite author Jess Hartley will be returning for that show. Uh, April 24th, we will be interviewing DJ Sucklord of the sci-fi band Suckadelic. Are you sure that's a real thing? Yes. Um, I have four of their albums. Yes, it's a All real right, thing. All right, I just have to ask. He's Sounds got them like on <laughs> On May 8th, Ladies and gentlemen, it is our Robert A. Heinlein tribute special featuring special guest author Spider Robinson. Coming soon, we will also be having a special post-Boston Comic Con interview with Christopher Golden and a tribute episode to fantasy grandmaster Fritz Leiber with a special surprise guest. I should be confirming uh, dates tomorrow for that, so wish me luck, and I hope I survive the experience. (laughs) And don't forget, you can meet the Sci-Fi Saturday Night crew in person on April 10th and 11th at the Boston Comic-Con. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con. Check out the guest list at bostoncomiccon.com. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is also the official podcast of Comic Art House, your one and only source for original comic book artwork. Visit Bob Shaw and Kim Flynn at ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original comic artwork from Paul Galassi, Joe Michael Linsner, and many, many others. And don't forget to listen as the Sci-Fi Saturday Night crew gets interviewed themselves on Airlock Alpha. Whoa. Whoa, I didn't sign up for that. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh man. That should be tentatively airing on April 8th. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, thanks to Illustrator X and the Dead Redhead for joining us tonight. Guys, thank you so much. Good night. To be continued. From the Crypt, Drew, thank you, darling. As always. And from the Alston Brighton Hellmouth in Boston, Kriana, thanks for all you do. That's all, folks. Thanks for listening to tonight's edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night from the Bunny Ranch, Jason at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Area 51. <laughs> this is the Dome saying, Gene, our thoughts and prayers are with you always. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>